This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing. Of course, follow the podcast and our YouTube feed, 94WIP. Check it out with all our great video content, including the Clap Your Hands podcast, Go Birds, High Hopes, all right here on the YouTube page. So I wanted to dive into today to one of my favorite debates that I, I naively thought would no longer be a debate. Like I, I thought we had put this thing to rest, but apparently I was wrong because a lot of people out there, and you may be among, among them, don't want Kyle Schwarber to be the Phillies leadoff hitter, even though he is quite clearly the Phillies' best option to hit leadoff. He was the Phillies' best option in 2022. He was the Phillies' best option in 2023. He's the Phillies' best option to hit leadoff right now. But look, nothing is ever set in stone. Rob Thompson has left the idea open that he would consider other things, even when Howard Eskin was on with him a couple weeks ago down at spring training. They have early in spring training mixed and matched different people. Now, it hasn't been a full lineup, but they've mixed and matched Turner there, Stott there, that kind of stuff. So I don't think anything's ever written in stone. And we have seen the last couple of years, and I want to point this out, that they've tried other things. It just hasn't worked. So here's where I'm at as we head into 2024. Before, and I'm just going to, look, I, I love entertaining all hypotheticals, all all takes. But before you say that they Phillies can't win like this, all, I will just point out all they do is win like this. They've made it to the World Series and NLCS with this guy as the leadoff hitter for two straight years. There is a body of evidence this works for this team. Is it? Is it normal? Is it what you think of when you think of a leadoff hitter? No, and I, I think we all acknowledge that, but it works for this team. All right, let's dive into some of the numbers. We'll get Tucker up here in a little bit for his take on this. I, I view this as so clear and obvious that the Phillies leadoff hitter should be Kyle Schwarber. Clear and obvious. Number one, so Kyle Schwarber last year had a 345 on base percentage when hitting first, and that was at 502 plate appearances, Okay. All other Phillies leadoff hitters had a 299 on base percentage in the other 261 plate appearances. So Schwarber took down 502 of them. The other guys took down 261, 345 on base for Schwarber, and a 299 for everybody else. I think we forget now the Phillies tried other things earlier last season. It didn't work. They tried that. And I think there's there's reasons for that. But they already tried this, and we saw the opposite. And then when the Phillies moved Schwarber into that leadoff hole for good on June 2nd, that was the date, they went 65-41 and 41 in the games he led off. 65-41. and 41. So they played like a 99-win team when Kyle Schwarber is the leadoff hitter. And I know a lot of the, the spring training camp this year is about getting off to a better start, investigating what has gone on the last couple of years. You know, 2022, I think we could excuse away the beginning of that season because it was the Joe Girardi thing, right? It was coming off of the lockout. Some new guys were here, including Schwarber and Castellanos. Um, Bryce got hurt and couldn't play every day 
uh, early in that season, had them to become a DH. Eventually, you know, he got hurt more later in the season. But there was a lot of extenuating things 2022, most especially. I didn't think they left the manager, didn't want to play for the manager anymore. Last year, some of the excuses we've heard now, and I think they're excuses for last year, World Baseball Classic. Well, a lot of teams had team players in the World Baseball Classic, but the Phillies got off to another pretty bad start, and it pretty much torpedoed their chances of winning the East you know, early in the season. Even though they played pretty close to the Braves from June 2nd on, when you're 10 back, it, it's over. It basically is over there. So the key to this year, if they're going to compete for a division or, you know, why not? Let's say a, a number one seed in the playoffs. Now, the Dodgers are probably going to win 110 games, but they can have those goals, the Phillies. If they're going to do that, they need to get off to a better start. Well, what is the common denominator of the last two years? Yes, World Baseball Classic was one year. Yes, there's some new free agents. Yes, the Girardi thing in 2022. But the biggest difference is they didn't commit to Schwarber in the leadoff spot until later on. And when they did that, in each of the last two years, the team took off. So why screw around? Let's just do this from day one and get off to a good start. So they're a way better team. They win more games at a higher percentage when Schwarber hits leadoff. Okay, the other thing that is important here, and I think it's critical to, to note, is it's hard to make the lineup balanced if Schwarber's not in the one spot. If he is not in the one spot, you have to almost drop him all the way to five because if Bryce is going to be in that three spot, you don't want to stack those lefties. So then you start thinking, all right, and I'll entertain it for a second here. If it's not Schwarber who? The two obvious names you hear about a lot are Trey Turner and you hear about Bryce and Stott. Let's start with Stott and we'll get to Turner, why I think both of those guys are not the best options to lead off. Bryce and Stott, I'm a fan. I've been a big fan for, you know, I, I thought he, he really took a level up the last two years. Um, well, two years ago, obviously what he did, you know, with Segura in the double play combination, as a rookie, the at-bats in the postseason, wearing out Strider, you saw something there. And, and I, the Phillies have said for a couple of years that there's potentially a future batting champion in there. I don't disagree with that. I think Bryce Stott's a really good player. He was a four-win player last year. He could be even better. I think there's a little more power there to unlock. And he's just a, a you know really fun young player to, to root for and to watch. Big fan. But one thing so far in Stott's career, he doesn't take walks. He fights pitches off. He'll fight off that pitch an inch or two on the outside corner, slap it foul, and then get a pitch to hit. And sometimes gets a hit, sometimes doesn't, but he doesn't take walks. Last year, there were 133 players that qualified for the, the batting leaders, like basically everyday kind of players. He was 106th in walk rate. So for Bryson Stott, and we did this last April when he got the chance to hit leadoff, and he had that long hitting streak early last season. For Bryson Stott to be a leadoff hitter, he has to carry a 3 to 320 batting average. It's the only way his on-base percentage will be high enough because he just doesn't walk much. So if he's going to be a leadoff hitter, and maybe one day he will, then he has to hit 300 to 320 because if he's hitting 280, he's not getting on base enough based on the way he hits, right? His, his profile as a hitter. So I don't think Stott walks enough yet to be a top-of-the-order guy. Now, Trey Turner. Look, if he's the Trey Turner that he was from August on last year, yeah, the idea is to get him the most at-bats possible. Sure, he dynamic, power, speed, everything. If you expect him to be that guy, I understand your perspective to say, Joe, we got to get him in the leadoff spot. He, he's the best hitter on the team. Like You could say that because he, he played like that for a couple months last year. My perspective is, and I always view this this way with, with players, especially over a long track record, you are what the full picture says. Trey Turner last year, while it ended great, 
Well, I guess it ended the regular season great. Started the postseason great. Ended with a dud with the last couple of games. But Trey Turner last year saw his OPS fall for the fourth straight season. He saw his on-base percentage fall, and this is the last four years, 394, 375, 343, 320. Like he's going the wrong way in terms of his overall stats. If you expect him to be that guy he was August on, then you're probably going to go on a FanDuel right now and bet him to win the MVP. I don't expect that. I'd welcome that. I doubt it. I think Trey Turner will be more, you know, I, I would take him to be what he was in total last year, just a little more smooth out, a little more evened out, not such peaks and valleys of the season. But I don't expect that. I don't expect a full year of a, nearly 1,000 OPS and 40 home run pace out of Trey Turner. I don't think that's what he's going to do. I think he's going to be in the 20s for home runs. He's going to hit his 265 or 270. He's going to walk a about 40 or 50 times the entire season. His on-base will be about 320 to 330. That's what I think Trey Turner will give, and I'll take that for at this point of his career. So I don't view that either as a slam-dunk leadoff hitter. He strikes out a lot. He chases. He doesn't walk a lot. And when he's not red hot, not doing much. So I'm down with that idea. Stott, Turner, don't love either of them. Okay. And then when I think about moving things around and why Schwarber at the top just keeps coming back to me as the best idea. He gets on base. They win with it. I, I love the idea that the game starts and the opposing pitcher is on edge. I went to a game last year against Detroit in early June and Schwarber hit a leadoff home run. And that was the game. One, nothing. The Phillies won the game. Like starting the game with that kind of presence in the lineup it just puts the opposing pitcher on edge. It's like you can't even settle into a rhythm. You've got Schwarber, and if you make a mistake, it's one nothing. I love that. I love it as a fan watching it, and I also love it as, you know, just from the perspective of I think it helps the Phillies get off to a good start because when he's red hot, it's one nothing, or he's on base for Turner, who's hopefully hot, and Bryce Harper is hopefully hot. So you throw all that in there. And then there's the cons of Schwarber, which I actually think – are a bigger deal in different parts of the lineup. Ruben Amaro hit this yesterday on the morning show, and I totally agree with him. Rob, Rob Thompson has mentioned this in the past as well. So let's say we reconfigure this. Let's say we, we do it your way, and we go start at the top, return at the top, and Schwarber ends up in the middle of the order somewhere, four or five, however you want to do it. Well, the weakness, and other than speed, I'm not worried about speed, but the weakness of his profile as a player, Schwarber, is he strikes out too much. I mean, just that's who he is. He's going to strike out close to around 200 times probably every season for the rest of his career. Comes with great power, comes with the on-base, but that's who he is. Low batting average, high strikeouts. Okay. I think those strikeouts are worse in big leverage spots rather than to start a game or the top of the order. And what I mean by that is, like, if Schwarber leads off the game and he strikes out on three pitches, which he doesn't usually do, but he strikes out on a 2-2 count, he goes down looking or goes down swinging on, on a curveball in the dirt. Okay, one out. Trey's up, and we, we try to start the rally there. If you put Schwarber in the middle of the order, you put him five, okay, let's let's play this thing out, and it goes, Stott, you know, he he gets a single. Turner strikes out. Bryce walks, and then Castellanos is batting fourth, and he strikes out. So we have two guys on, two guys out, and here comes Kyle Schwarber, and you're thinking, boom, three-run home run. Well, what I'm thinking is, yeah, that could happen, he could walk to load the bases, which is not a bad outcome at all, obviously. Brings the base loader for the sixth that are in the lineup. Or he could strike out, which is a pretty likely outcome considering he strikes out about 200 times a year in 600 or whatever plate appearances. The odds are he's probably going to strike out. So I, that's a leverage spot. I'd rather have the contact 
of a guy like Bryson Stott hitting in that five spot like they did last year because he's going to put the bat on the ball. He's going to foul pitches off, hits a blooper to the outfield or spots it the right way down the right field line. I might score two runs. So I think everyone fits better, even if it doesn't make sense, like aesthetically. I just think everyone fits better if Schwarber's a leadoff hitter, Turner's two, Harper three, Stott around five, and then you figure out the other righty bats, how you want to put them, Bohm four or Castellanos four, depending on if he's hot. We'll see if JT bounces back offensively. But we've done this now, Tucker, for we're going on year number three. And I keep coming back to the best option to lead off remains Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, I'm not really sure why we're doing this again, right? Like we did it in 2022 and everyone complained. And then they tried something new last year and it didn't work. And then everything was kind of right around June 1st when they, they switched him back into that spot. And they were one of the best teams in baseball from that point on. And I guess that wasn't enough evidence for everybody. I just, this is a weird team. This lineup is, is constructed odd, but like you said, I, I think it fits best with Kyle Schwarber at the top. And you mentioned the lack of speed. That's probably people's biggest issue with Schwarber. Cause it can't be, you know, how much he gets on base. Cause he is one of the team's leaders in on base percentage. And after, I don't know, a decade of not having a legitimate leadoff hitter, I'm not sure why we're so upset that we have one. He just, you know, may not fit the profile of Ricky Henderson, but our, our esteemed colleague, our friend, Mike Angelina, he actually went through um, last season, you know, because the, the argument is Kyle Schwarber keeps clogging up the bases for Trey Turner. Trey Turner got 16 hits last year with Kyle Schwarber on base. His speed wasn't affected on any of them. I think three were home runs. The rest were kind of like slap hits to right field where, where he couldn't necessarily have taken an extra base that, that Schwarber didn't move up on. The idea that his speed clogs up the bases and slows this team down, I, I just don't think it's true. And when you look at the top of the lineup, if he isn't batting leadoff, I, I just don't know where you fit him in. Unless you put Harper at two and then maybe drop him down to five, but then who are you putting three? It's just, I, I think this team, if Reese Hoskins was still here, if you had a, another power right-handed bat in this lineup, you, you could maybe fill it out a little bit better, but I think right now when you look at this team and you look at who they have who can fit in at the top of their lineup, Kyle Schwarber batting first still makes the most sense. Yeah, and it's like it's like weighing what really matters here. And the whole clog the bases thing drives me crazy. How, like Tucker just mentioned and Mike Angeli went over, how often does it happen anyway? That's 16 times all year? That's, that's what, less than three times a month during a season that you might say he's clogging the bases in front of him? Also, here's, here's what's not a bad outcome for the offense. Schwarber on second, Turner on first, Bryce Harper up. Yeah, I guess Trey Turner can't run. He can't steal second base. Be, you know, it'd have to be a double steal in that case, and it's not, not likely to happen. But if you're talking about run scoring opportunities and chances to score, I I'll take Schwarber on second, Turner on first, Harper up, nobody out. Like, that sounds pretty good to me. There's a pretty good chance the Phillies are going to find a way to score a run that inning if you keep giving me that scenario. Kyle Schwarber doesn't have to look like a leadoff hitter. The Phillies win games when he is, and he puts the fear into opposing pitchers. He gets on base. He scores runs. I, I don't know why we're doing this either, but we are, because a lot of you out there don't want to realize this is the Phillies' best option. Schwarber should 1,000% be the Phillies' leadoff hitter. And I think Rob Thompson agrees with me. Hopefully we see it coming up less than a month from now on opening day. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. we got a lot coming in the next few weeks, including Mock Draft Mania. We'll get into the NFL free agency with the Eagles. Big stuff to come on WIP Daily. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.